0: Greetings in the name of Jesus. It uh, On this Sabbath day, beautiful day, um, got a little cold last night. Today I would like to talk about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. The last time I was with you, the last time I was with you I spoke on a topic um, I guess we would consider that a doctrine, a doctrine. I spoke about, if I recall, did I speak about the Ten Commandments? The Ten Commandments, is that right? Did I speak on the Ten Commandments? Today is is a topic that I have not spoken on. Maybe in our witnessing uh, bits and pieces here and there, the sermon title is the immutable sabbath. The immutable sabbath. Now the word sabbath correct me if I'm wrong but I believe it means rest. It means rest. Sabbath means rest. So what is the sabbath? As we understand it, it's a weekly, holy day of rest: the Sabbath. In a particular, it is the seventh day of the week. Contrary to popular belief in the world, it is the Sabbath is not the first day of the week. It is not Sunday. So let's turn in our Bibles. Let's turn to Genesis. And we'll start with chapter 2 and verse 1. And it reads, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Now this is after the sixth day creation week. So again, back in chapter 2 of Genesis, and verse 2, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And verse 3, And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. That means he set it apart. Sanctified it. That's almost like a blanket covering on it. A holy covering on the Sabbath day. Very, very special. Because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created, and made. I think it is quite interesting how the seventh day, I was thinking about that on the way in this morning on my on the two, two and a half hour drive from Edmund. The se- the scripture in Genesis 1, Genesis 1, we have the account of the six days of creation. But why after verse 31 why wasn't why why I don't I don't and I don't have the answer for this why why was there not a continuation of the seventh day why didn't chapter 2 start with verse 4 these are the generations I don't know I don't know why why the canon was laid out in such a fashion that in regards to the finishing <laughs> and the seventh day, it's set apart here in Scripture, even, anyway. I just it's just one of those things that sometimes I think about. Um, so the Sabbath, and again, the sermon title, "The Immutable Sabbath." And I said... I said this is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. I don't know if you all have ever thought about this. You may have seen it in passing. But the word Sabbath. The word Sabbath is spelled S-A-B-B-A-T-H in the English language. And I just... I I just think it's neat that the word Abba is right there, nestled right in the word Sabbath, Abba, A-B-B-A. Now the word Abba is actually in the New Testament, if I recall, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I believe Pastor Walker has preached on Abba, what that means, dear, dear Father. It's very I've heard also it explained that it's like saying daddy. But dear. Very personal. Also, did you know that the word Sabbath is, see if I can do it right, seven characters long? Seven. Seven characters long. I just think it's neat. And the Sabbath is the Seventh day. The word seventh is seven characters long. <laughs> I just think it's neat. They both start with S. Uh, they both end in TH. And in the middle of the word seventh is the word E-V-E-N, even. You shall, and if I recall, you shall celebrate your Sabbath from even to even. It follows the, began, the creation days. The evening and the morning were the such and such day. I just think, it, I, anyway, I just think it's neat. I just think it's neat. In the English language. Now, I don't know Greek, Hebrew, Russian, Mandarin, I don't know. Uh, but, English language. So, the weekly, holy, seventh day Sabbath. Let's, let's read about the Sabbath. Let's see out of God's own mouth what he says about the Sabbath. If you turn with me to Exodus, we may be very familiar with Exodus chapter 20, where God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God. I believe that's what it says. Let me get there. Yes. Yes chapter 20, Exodus 20, and God spake all these words saying, yes, I am the Lord thy God. But if we mosey on down to verse 8, he says, he commanded this, remember, don't forget, but remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It's holy. We should keep it holy. Um, Verse 9, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But, notice there's a change there, but. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it, meaning in the seventh day, in that time frame, thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, Thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. Why? Why? Why is this important? What pattern is this? In verse 11, there, here's a reason why. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. He made it holy. There is something special about the seventh day of the week. Just amazing to think Our Creator has the power, the providence, the wisdom to declare
1: a day to be holy.
0: But as we may see later, that that human beings, men on earth, can declare a different day to be glorious. Glorious, glorified, the word venerable, highly esteemed. And where does that come from? Who's right and who's wrong? Who's right, who's wrong? Again, the sermon topic, the title, The Immutable Sabbath. Now, that was Exodus. What we just read were what we call the Ten Commandments. We actually have the Ten Commandments right up here. And I maybe mentioned last time when I spoke about the Ten, the ten Commandments that nestled right here in the heart of it. Just you look at it, it's like the heart of it uh, in, the, in the way that it's laid out here. The Sabbath is just... Mm, just right there in the middle, <laughs> brother Wayne. I couldn't help but get a little teary-eyed. Teary, teary-eyed earlier during Sabbath school. Um, the mystery the scripture talks about mystery that have been hid from ages that that the jews supposed to be natural sabbath keepers mm-hmm. having the covenant having god's grace and mercies i i'm just speechless when you yes when you think about like the Holocaust. Here we are in the year 2017 in Oklahoma in the Church of God and we're able to share these words, read them, Believe in them and cherish them. Now, in Nehemiah chapter 9, I think something very important is, is mentioned here about well, well, we'll just turn there. In Nehemiah, in Nehemiah chapter 9. Now you may notice that I like to, I guess I, I sometimes will reiterate and restate the chapter and verse. I, I try to do that the best I can. Because I know what it's like to sit out there. I went to Jasper last Sabbath to the Oktoberfest. And I I do I appreciate when Scripture verses are... Are, are announced. Um, Nehemiah chapter 9. It gives us time to turn there so we can see it, so we can hold the word, read it. Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 14. Um, actually, verse 13. I like to do that too. I'll, I'll, talk about, I'll, I'll go up the chain here. Speaking of chain, I'll get to something else here in a moment. Chain, um, in verse, well, in verse twelve, talking about he led us that, moreover, thou lettest them in the cloud in the, day, uh, in the day by a cloudy pillar, and in the night by a pillar of fire to give them light in the way wherein they should go. This is talking about leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai and spakest with them from heaven. Yes, I believe it. I believe it. Well, that says number one, but first one of what we just read, Exodus. Uh, the Lord spake all these words. He spake, them, spake with them, verse 13 of Nehemiah, uh, and spake us with them from heaven, and gave us them right judgments and true laws. He is not a liar. He gives true laws, good statutes and commandments. Verse 14, and made us known unto them thy holy Sabbath and commended them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, thy servant. I, I just can't help but marvel at what Nehemiah says here. And made us known unto them thy holy Sabbath. It's, it seems very, very important. Called it out specifically. So, there has been much debate, wranglings going on. I, I see it in social media. In social media, folks have, I guess you could have this perception that you can sit behind your computer or you can sit behind your tablet and type whatever you want or whatever and you're you're anonymous in a way you can be or that you're shielded from the world i'm reminded that we that nothing is hidden from god and you people their attitudes towards the Sabbath. And I guess it can happen in person too if you've witnessed someone at the grocery store or at work or wherever. Tell them about the Sabbath or God's God's ways in general. He does not desire you to eat vulture. (laughs) He never designed you to be eating cats and dogs. They weren't designed to be food. But you start to witness that and you, get, you, can, you can get the feeling from people. What is our attitude? Do we appreciate His ways, God's ways? Continuing with Nehemiah, let's go to chapter 13. Nehemiah 13, and we will start around uh, verse 15. In those days saw I in Judah some treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in sheaves and lading asses as also wine, grapes, and figs and all manner of burdens which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I testified against them uh, in the day wherein they sold bittles. There dwelt men of Tyre also therein, which brought fish and all manner of ware and sold them on the Sabbath unto the children of Judah and Jerusalem. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah. Wow, Nehemiah really had it out with them. And said unto them, What evil thing is this that ye do and profane the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers thus, and did not our God bring all this evil upon us and upon this city? Yet ye bring more wrath upon Israel by what? Doing what? By profaning the Sabbath. And it came to pass that when the gates of Jerusalem began to to be dark before the Sabbath, here we go, Another sign of when the sabbath ends and begins, it has to do with this thing that I can kind of tell by looking out these windows here, I see this glow, the sun. The sun as it sets, it casts the shadow. Shadows begin to rise. It just makes sense. It just so makes sense. So simple. um Nehemiah 13 verse 19 and it yes and came, it came to pass that when the gates of Jerusalem began to be dark before the Sabbath I commanded that the gates should be shut and charged that they should not be open till after the Sabbath and some of my servants set I at the gate that I want to I want <laughs> That's interesting that there should no burden be brought in on the Sabbath day. He charged, Nehemiah had some of his servants set at the gate. Isn't that something? You have to put guards in place to help keep and protect the Sabbath? Because people are rebellious. Sometimes I... It seems it's almost futile to do that. If people have it in their heart to do what they want to do, if they call Saturday their day, then by all means, they'll do what they want to do. No bones about it. Just being brutally honest here, no bones about it. There is no fear of God before their eyes. In verse 20, So the merchants and sellers of all kind of ware lodged without Jerusalem once or twice. Then I testified against them and said unto them, Why lodge ye about the wall? If you do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time forth came they no more on the Sabbath. Verse 21, and I commanded the Levites that they should cleanse themselves and that they should come and keep the gates to sanctify the Sabbath day. What is Nehemiah's attitude in all of this? After all of this, what was Nehemiah's attitude towards God? How did he plead towards God? He says, remember me, O God. Concerning this also, and spare me according to the greatness of thy mercy. What a plea to the Heavenly Father. Was Nehemiah taking this burden on himself? Did he feel so, did he care so deeply about? The holy Sabbath day? People will say that Jesus is my rest. I hear this too. There's no more Sabbath. Jesus is my rest. How is it that a person, a human being, can be turned into a day? How is that possible? that a human can be transferred to a day of the week. These are things I just think about when I hear these excuses. Nothing more than excuses. When people are backed into a corner, there's no more cloak for their sin, That's where the fear steps in, the self-justification, the fear of accountability, I guess. And I'm reminded that in the New Testament that things are open before Him with whom there's nothing hid. Everything is naked before Him with whom we have to do with whom we have to do. Personally, I think that means with whom we have to deal with, with whom we have to be reckoned to. So, powerful words by Nehemiah. Powerful words. My next comment here was... um, well, I mentioned this already. The Sabbath is not, capital N O T, the, in quote, venerable day of the sun. If I recall, was it in the year 30 something, 300 and something uh, AD, that, uh, was it at the Council of, what is it? Nicaea? Is that where, uh, Con- was it Constantine that? Anyway, proclaimed or whatever that people should not be doing work or what, I don't remember the exact quote. It can be found on the internet. But on the venerable day of the sun. Now, in the pagan culture, on that day, it's my belief that on that day, sun worship just didn't become glorified in their eyes on that day. Not on that day. I personally believe that there has been, that people have had this veneration of sun worship, moon worship, rocks, stones, whatever, statues, for a long time. If I recall, even in Ezekiel, in Ezekiel, uh, I forget which chapter it chapter it is. I've read it here a few times. But God showed Ezekiel visions and the fourth vision, what what is termed what I consider the fourth, the 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 greatest abomination, the fourth greatest abomination out of the visions that he showed him. And what did they what what did he see? He saw men. With their backs to, was it back, their backs towards uh, Jerusalem? And their faces, they were facing towards the sun, worshiping the sun. Sun worship. Sun worship.
1: Well, now,
0: <laughs> immutable. Immutable, the immutable Sabbath. The word immutable is very interesting. The immutable, immutability, I believe it's in Hebrews 6. The the immutability of God's counsel. Um, The word immutable means it cannot be changed, cannot be altered. Can't be changed, cannot be altered. In this day and time, in the world of technology, we have an up, up and rising, upcoming new piece of technology, I guess, and it's, it's causing quite the stir. And it is called this, this thing called blockchain. I'm not sure if you all have ever heard of this uh, digital currency that they're trying to do called uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, and there's other digital currencies where this currency is generated by computers. Computers specifically with, with, that have graphics cards. The graphics card on a computer can process millions of algorithms per second. So much horsepower, much more so than the processor unit on a computer. GPUs, graphics, because graphics cards handle things like rendering this. Images, gaming, lights. In a I guess you could say, I guess you consider in a spatial sense. 2D, 3D rendering. Graphics cards are powerful in computers. So they're trying to do this thing called this blockchain. The idea is that you can take a document, whether it be your house deed or your car, pink slip, or whatever, and you, you, you electronically, through your computer or a series of computers, if you are the owner of a house, that, becomes, that gets added to this thing called blockchain. This, so it becomes a part of this history. They call it a ledger system. So it becomes a part of a system that is shared with computers, whether it's just in your office or worldwide. That there is knowledge, digital knowledge of a transaction that took place like on your house, like you purchased it. That becomes a log in the system. A lien, a refi, those get added to the blockchain, the history, they call it a ledger system. It's just like, in a, like, in a, like I guess you consider it like an accounting sheet. If something happened to a piece of land, well, we got to go to the. We need to go to the assessor, I guess. I don't know much about this stuff, but so I'm just I'm kind of going ad hoc here. But you have to go to someone that what that has the records. You know, have to, you have to go to someone that has the proof that has the log of what happened. So they become like official. They officiate in things. So there's a log of those transactions. So, there is a great, tremendous push. People are grasping for this, this thing called blockchain, to be a part of this next big thing called blockchain. Digital blockchain. Digital verification. And, you know, it is very interesting. When you think about this, people... Through this, people crave the power to make laws. People want to be able to, to put something out there that can't be changed. Isn't that something? People desire that power. They desire that proof, their ownership on something, the protection. Um to put their stamp on it, I guess you could say, or their seal. Now, if I recall, through the power of the Holy Spirit, God can do some sealing of his own. If I recall, you're sealed with that Holy Spirit promise. So, immutable, things that cannot be changed in this blockchain thing If someone were to try to go in and erase a piece of data out of a transaction, like if there was a lien on a house or whatever, you owed something, and if it's in this digital um, history, this log, the blockchain, if you tried to go in as a hacker or whatever, you tried to go in or you hire someone and you want that removed, the way that this apparently works is that there are computers that basically test for that. If something was removed and it doesn't jive, I guess I can use some 70s rhetoric here, if that does not jive, then they, that, those computers are like in a quorum or whatever, kind of like in a board meeting, in a quorum, then they say, and they say, no, that is not correct, and that falsified record is replaced.
1: These nodes. I put on here, nodes are like witnesses. Witnesses.
0: So what is this? What, what what has basically been designed here? There have been basically definitions been put in place. Rules, and I put on here, ha, law.
1: It's like a law. And those
0: nodes are witnesses. So, if someone comes into our midst and we're to say, the Sabbath's been done away with, are we not like those nodes, those witnesses? We say no. Where is the explicit commandment? If Jesus said that he was His Lord, the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. Perfect opportunity for him to say, it's going to be done away with.
1: So, immutable. I just wanted to throw that out.
0: Immutable. Now, um, so is, is Sabbath keeping, is the Sabbath, is reverencing God, is it a part of our lifestyle? Is it a sign that we remember God and that we don't forget him? In Psalms 50, verse 22, I'm just going to read part of this. Psalms 50, verse 22, now consider this. I underline the word consider. Consider this. That means we are to be thinking about something. We're to be testing something. Ponder it. Consider it. Ye that forget God. um in psalms 917 the i wrote down nations forget that's referenced in psalms 917 the nations that forget and in job job even uses shall perish in job 8:13 shall perish so, the Sabbath, a sign, is it a sign of of, of who you belong to, of, who you, of whom you believe? In Ezekiel 20, if we go to Ezekiel 20, Ezekiel chapter 20
1: and verse 12,
0: Well, actually in verse 10, wherefore I caused them to go forth out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness and I gave them my statutes and showed them my judgment, which if a man do, he shall even live in them. Uh, that's a way to live. Moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctify them. So a Sabbath keeping a part of the sanctification process. Because I'm reminded in Scripture that the Holy Spirit is given to them that obey Him. We are to try the spirits whether they are of God. And I'm reminded that even the devils believe and tremble. Was it James said that thou hast faith, uh, you uh, you could say that you have uh, what faith and works? Uh, <laughs> uh, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith by my show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Faith without works
1: is dead, and it's not difficult to keep the Sabbath. To obey.
0: There can be challenges. Someone may want to have you work. Call you into the office. Take a
1: flight. I will not go to the grocery store. Why go watch a movie? He's just not in me.
0: I have no pleasure of watching a football game on the Sabbath either in person or on TV because do you know what you're watching live action you're watching
1: people break the sabbath i just can't do it
0: john 17:17 17, 17. Notice it says 17:17. 17, 17. Just another reminder, the word the number 7 is right there. John 17:17. 17, 17. We just read what God said about <laughs> he sanctifies you. John 17:17. 17, 17. Red letters, Jesus said this, "Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth."
1: Sanctify them. I personally believe it's
0: part of the process. Back in Ezekiel 20, I have 20, 11, 13, 21, I have the quotes, live in them. So that goes back to my question, my thing here, lifestyle.
1: Part of a Lifestyle. Part of a peaceful lifestyle. Now, um, the Sabbath, seemingly
0: so hidden in plain sight, and we are not to be, we are not to be some cult that's hidden somewhere in a compound. And we're not. Here at McAllister, the church here is on what? Taylor Street? Right over you know, right over here is a I don't know, is there an auto body shop or a mechanic shop? It's not hidden. There's houses right across the street. People sit on the porch. They see us over here. And the church sign out front. I like that. Church sign. Visible. The West Side Church is on Santa Fe in Oklahoma City. There's no, they're not, not hidden. Not hidden. And if we go out into the public, we're not hidden. We're at that time of the season, time of the year, where we've got this stuff called Halloween coming up, and then after that, well, here we go, Christmas. We're not hidden. Tell people the truth about those things.
1: So... um hidden Proverbs 2 Proverbs 2
0: Verse 1 My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee Your <laughs> his commandments are written on your heart. Hide my commandments with thee. So thou so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, testing everything, whether it be of God. Yes. Uh, and in verse three, uh, four, if thou searchest or if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then what's going to be the outcome of that? And this looks like programming language to me in, VB, in visual basic programming. I, I do these kind of statements, if-then statements right here in programming. Uh, if you do these things, then, if-then statement, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. As Pastor Ed would say at the West Side, that's, I can bank on that. We can bank on that. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. I may have mentioned once, um, (laughs) I used to go to this big megachurch. If you turn with me to Proverbs 8, Proverbs chapter 8, this big mega church, and they would always close out the services with this one passage, but they would not read on or they would not, Add the rest of this, which is very important. I don't think you can have one without the other. But in chapter uh, Proverbs 8, we'll start with verse 5. O ye simple, understand w- wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. That means there needs to be a change. If we're not willing to submit the counsel of God, we need, there needs to be a change appreciate the Heavenly Father. Here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteous; there is nothing perverse forward or forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understand it, and right to them that find knowledge. When God spoke the Ten Commandments, I can't help but just think of this passage. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. (laughs) My mouth shall speak truth. I am convinced that at Mount Sinai, when God was speaking the Ten Commandments, he was speaking truth. Absolutely.
1: Immutable.
0: In verse 32 of Proverbs 8, Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. That word keep. Keep the Sabbath holy. Hear instruction and be wise, refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, watching, waiting at the posts of my doors. Jesus even said, Watch ye therefore. Watch. This is the comment, this is the quote that's used at this one particular church. They'll say, stand to your feet and say it with pride, whoever finds God, finds life. And you know the, the person at the stage will say that, and then the other people say, finds life. Um, what saith the Lord, what saith scripture here? For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. We cannot neglect, ignore verse 36. But... Because there's a conjunction there. they uh, That but connects it. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. There's more to it. All they that hate me love death.
1: There's something here about a love-hate relationship. Absolutely. Now,
0: In Luke 10, 25, someone asked Jesus, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? I believe believe that was asked of him. And Jesus said, how is it written in the law? Luke, Luke 10. Luke 10. I want to get that right. Luke 10. And behold, a certain uh, Luke ten and verse twenty five. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, "Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life?" And he said, "He said unto unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou?" And he, answering, said, "Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind." Is that four different areas? One, two, three, four. Four different areas. What do you know? And thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou uh, and then he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live.
1: The commandments are part of the eternal life. It's part of it. So Jesus
0: using the phrase, written. And he mentioned that to Satan too, if I recall. For it is written. So did Jesus come up with, in his
1: ministry, did he come up with anything new? He mentioned what was written. Now, in
0: Isaiah 58, 13, We are reminded from the Heavenly Father in Isaiah 58 that if we find the Sabbath a delight, Isaiah 58, 13, if thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath from doing thy pleasure on, and look at the ownership here, on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, not the venerable day of the first day of the week's son, but the honorable, holy day of the Lord. And shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Then, here's the, another, if then, if then, cause and effect again. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord. Uh, at the end of that verse, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. A delight. In Romans seven twenty two, was it Paul that said, "I delight, I delight in the law of God after the inward man." It is a delight.
1: Now, um,
0: there's this attitude that I have seen online. Actually, it's 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 this idea of people owning Saturday for themselves, the seventh day of the week. People want ownership of Saturday.
1: In Amos eight five, in Amos eight and verse five, um, in Amos eight for verse
0: five, uh, there were. I guess this was the grumblings, the attitude, again, that word attitude of the people saying in verse 5, when will the new moon be gone that we may sell corn and, right here, and the Sabbath that we may set forth wheat, making the ephah small and the shekel great and falsifying the balances by deceit. What an attitude. When
1: is the Sabbath going to be over? Oh man. hurry up the, hurry up with that Sabbath, hope it ends <laughs> hmm. The Sabbath was never meant to be a burden, meant to be a blessing
0: God God did not make man for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath for man is that correct? Did I get that right? I thought about that when I was exiting the garage of my home this morning. God, and I had to I had to fit that in my brain. I just think about that for a moment. God didn't make man that He made didn't make man for the sap. Did I get that wrong? <laughs> do Do you all know
1: the quote? How does it go?
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, I had it in my head, but now when I'm thinking about it, of course it's. uh, (laughs) Aha, Mark 2.27. Mark 2.27. And he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. I had to, so I had to think through that. Not man for the Sabbath. Not man for the. Not man to cover. To not man to have authority on the Sabbath. Not man to control the Sabbath. Not man to dictate the Sabbath. Not man to have ownership, authority, rule
1: on the Sabbath.
0: The Sabbath was made for man. God made the Sabbath, sanctified it, set apart for our good. And not man for the Sabbath.
1: Man is not supposed to have power on the Sabbath. The relationship there. And in this world, it's upside down. Now, I do realize that
0: there are folks that work on the Sabbath. Whether it be law enforcement, hospitals, we have loved ones, brethren that are in nursing homes or hospitals.
1: I do realize that. But is there a right spirit about it?
0: If I was in such a profession, would I continue in that? Or would I personally, me, would I want to seek a way to protect the Sabbath in my life? In Matthew twelve twelve, Jesus said, How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days.
1: So it is. Lawful to do well um, lawful to do well
0: in john fourteen fifteen jesus says if if you love me, keep my commandments. I know I've mentioned this before. Um, if you love me, keep my commandments. In the second commandment, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. I firmly believe that, that God Almighty, the Father, and Jesus Christ, the Son, were on the same page. I believe it. Now, regarding... The days, the creation week. Genesis 1, read through. You can go back to Genesis 1. And the different things that God created on the six days of creation. And there has, I've seen it online, speculation. You know, well, did it really happen in six days? You know, six literal days? Um, well, maybe it was really 6,000 years. Um, or six weeks, or six months, or I I don't know. I recently saw an ad, an intro to a movie that's coming out, actually this next month, Genesis. Genesis. And going back to those graphics cards, it's going to be a very graphical 3D-ish type of movie. Genesis 3D, I believe that's what it's called, if I recall. And you see, and I've seen other things like this, whether it's an amusement park or TV or whatever, but these uh, like, seemingly like virtual reality or how, thing, how, how these movie producers can use computer to render something on the screen and make it so fast, make it look so fluid and fast. I think God can do the same thing in real life. Absolutely. They can show forth this creation like plants coming up out and just spawning this thing, this creation happening. Well, if they can do that and mimic that on computer screen or TVs, uh,
1: <laughs> wouldn't God be able to do that too?
0: Is it possible that He did these things in six literal twenty-four hour days? I'm reminded in in Luke in Luke 22 where the servant of the high priest's ear was cut off, Jesus reached up and healed him. Like that. Jesus himself even said that he is able, that uh, God is even able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. That's in Matthew 3, 9. Can you imagine, you look, I don't have any rocks here. Is that a piece, is that a leaf or something? I thought that might be a leaf. But to, but to raise up stone. I'm looking at the casters on the piano. To take that, or, or a rock, and transform it into a human being.
1: So how was Adam formed? The
0: first human being. I think God's wisdom and His power, His might is just that awesome. Um, in Luke 24, 31... Jesus was revealed unto, um, I forgot who he was revealed to, but they recognized to him who he was. And it says, he vanished out of their sight.
1: That's powerful. That's quick.
0: And likewise, uh, Jesus sums up God's power when he was uh, speaking, was it the Pharisees or scribes? Uh, I forget who it was, but they were saying of the woman that had, what, seven husbands? I think it was five or seven husbands. Um, he said, ye do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. That's in Matthew twenty two twenty nine. Ye do err not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. So in one day, what can happen? In a 24-hour period, what can happen? I wrote down here some examples. Were not the walls of Jericho, did they come down in a, in a day? Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Did that happen in the day? I'm thinking it happened pretty fast. We even, in our, in our day and age, in our liberal recollection, modern history, atomic and nuclear blasts can desolate, whew, annihilate a city. Fast. Tsunamis. Hurricanes. There's even a, what, uh, an instance, was it last year or the year before? this island sort of came up out of the ocean because I guess the waters receded or whatever. People were marveled. People were walking on this island, this new-formed island in the ocean. I don't know if it's still there, but that was last year or the year before. Mount St. Helens, earthquakes, things that can happen in a moment, in one day. Samson, I'm reminded of Samson, his powerful strength, Can you imagine taking a gate or taking jawbone and slaying just so much God-awesome, God-awful, God-awesome strength in a human being to slay that many? Parting of the Red Sea?
1: The flood?
0: And Ezekiel 37, valley of dry bones. What an awesome sight that might be will be. Sinews and flesh coming back We can't forget in First 1 Corinthians 1522 because it uses three words, and I've wrote them down right here. I underlined them. In a moment, the twinkly, twinkling of an eye, the trump sounding. It says, in a moment. Other translations will say, in a flash.
1: Well, let me wrap it up here. In First Peter 4.19. nineteen. First Peter 4.19.
0: 1 Peter four nineteen, wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to Him and well doing as unto a faithful Creator. Jesus said, "It's well. To, it's it's well to do well. You do, uh, whatever I say, <laughs> uh, it is well to do good on the Sabbath days. I think that's what he. Said. Anyway. Uh, but in well doing as unto a faithful Creator, when did the Sabbath? When did it start? At creation, by who? The Creator, a faithful Creator. Malachi three six, was the Sabbath done away with? Does he speak things in vain? Malachi three six, I am the Lord; I change not. He doesn't change. If there was nothing wrong with the Sabbath in begin in the beginning, here in the year twenty seventeen, by our. Current calendar, I, I see that there's nothing wrong with the Sabbath today. In Jude 121, I'll close with Jude 121. These are good words, brethren.
1: Good words.
0: Jude 121. Jude 20. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Thank you,
1: brethren, and may God bless you.